Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. E.D. Yo. So the NFL is having this virtual draft. Obviously, we, we all know during these quarantine times. Have you ever been to a virtual party? Um, I have that. Well, that depends. That depends. We can go Uh-oh. into that because, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast presented by Bet Online AG on, on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Uh, the draft, obviously, of course, coming up. We'll take a look at John Lynch and what he's done in the draft uh, as the leader of the 49ers. We'll each give you our list of our top five uh, picks by John Lynch. Also, George Kittle came out with a list of his top five tight ends. We'll take a look at that as well. And we're also, we'll also ask our, 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 our resident Super Bowl champion here, the, the, the best tight end he went up against with, or one of the toughest tight end matchups uh, he, and, he and those old Niners teams had to go up against. Um, first, before we get into all that, though, a couple of house cleaning notes. Uh, Niners re-signed Dante Johnson and Jason Verrett to one-year deals. Mm-hmm. Do we make anything of that? Um, that to me says that you feel good about the room. Okay, and you also it. And, and can I tell you what it what I make of that as well is that looking at what has happened with Jason Verrett. So I'm going to go Jason more so than Dante. Jason has had the injuries. This is another player like McKinnon coming off an injury that you wanted to re-sign. Uh, that lets me know that you feel pretty good about your your training staff rehabbing these guys, your doctors getting everyone ready, ready to play. And um, that right there, not just Jason happening, I'm looking at McKinnon. So I'm looking at this from both angles saying, wait a minute, you believe these guys will be ready to play. Uh, and that could be a good thing because, remember, you had a running back that, that was supposed to be your, your RB1 yeah. that, got, that got injured. And you, you, you didn't just do that saying, well, we, it, it not, it's not just that we put money into him, so let's give him a chance when you sign both of these guys that have been injured. To me, this, this states more that we believe that our crew can rehab these guys and get them ready to go full speed again. So that right there, I feel good about. The other thing, bringing back Jason, if Jason, you know how I felt about him in the yeah, first place. If, if, if he can he, play, if he, if can, he play. can play, trust me, 49ers fans, the, the team will be better. If he can play, the secondary just got better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now you're, you're looking at a secondary in, in which you have Verrett, you got Spoon, um, you got E-Man, of course, as well, and then you got Kwan there in the slot, and you know maybe you can move E-Man to the slot. Um, you got a, a bunch of a bunch of opportunities here, a bunch of possibilities here. If if, if Verrett actually can't go, that said, I don't know that if it, that it necessarily. Uh, stops them from drafting uh, a corner 
um, coming up here, you know, next week, essentially. I, I know we both talked about this. We both feel like they'll take uh, at least a wide receiver, at least one wide receiver on one corner in this draft. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I don't, I don't think it'll stop them from doing that. But it's a great, I don't know, insurance policy, maybe, if you will. Um, uh, yeah, well, well, you know, if, if it to me, well, I, I disagree uh, with the fact that, that the need, if Jason, if Jason is in the mix, that changes the need to draft a corner early. I, I always say draft one, you know, but that's later. That's yeah, later. well, not necessarily early. No, no, absolutely not yes, early, yes. but at some point I, in the draft. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they were going to address that anyway. Yeah. I, I don't think they were going to go through this draft and not bring in a wide receiver, not bring in a corner. That that. But we're talking about trying to draft someone saying that we got to get a guy on the field right now. Yes, I, I Jason in the mix changes that. Dante and Jason in the mix, that, that changes the need to have to go to that secondary because you're saying you believe in what's happening. And that's one, something that you and I have discussed a lot. How do you feel about these rooms? That, that that right there tells me you feel good about this room when you keep bringing these guys back. You're not trying to replace some of the pieces that you have in there. You like the development of, of what's going on. That's going to affect things moving forward. We talk about that all the time when we talk about that the wide receiver room. You know how how do how do you feel about Hurd? How how do you how do you feel about Bourne? And their development, when everyone's saying you have to have this receiver, you have to have that receiver, you have to get this and add this weapon to your offense. If you feel good about the development of, of those guys and where even Debo, the next phase for Debo, it it changes your perspective on what you, as a team, you know what I mean, as an organization, yeah. it changes your perspective on what you need to bring in because I, people all the time, I've, I've heard so many people this offseason say they should get this guy because he's just like Debo. Why do I need to get Why a guy do just I need like another Debo? Debo? Yeah, I've, I've been yes. reading that. I've been reading that too, and, and that's yeah, that, that, been that perplexing no I, to me. Yeah, yeah, I have Debo. Why would I get? Why would I get Debo? I don't. I don't need Debo. I, I saw that when I played. John Taylor was great. Great. He was nothing like Jerry Rice. No. It, it, that was it. I, I don't need. And, and that was it. And when you have Jerry Rice. And there were receivers coming in, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's close to Jerry Rice. He's this and everything." They, the Niners, didn't waste time drafting other receivers. I got Jerry Rice. I got John T- John Taylor. Why would I? Why would I waste a draft pick on those guys? You don't. You don't need another Debo. So that's that's how I'm looking at it. How do you feel about these rooms and those moves? That, that's what. That's how I I look at what they're doing. I trust the front office. So. I think a lot of people think I'm just taking, and I don't know how how often you've been asked who who should they draft at this spot, but who should they draft at 31? Yeah. Who should they draft at 13? What do you think about this? And I'm like, guys, you, who do you think they should draft? My answer has been and will continue to be the best player available to the 49ers and moving moving forward at the time they are drafted. Whoever that player is on their board that they feel is the best player for them to move forward with. I trust them. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to be one of these people ready to ride in the streets that they don't draft a receiver <laughs> early. I'm not going to be, I'm not. No. And there's some, yeah, there's no, no picketing for you. No, I'm not going to pick it. <laughs> I'm not going to pick it. I'm going to continue to practice my social distancing. I will not be in the mob. That's I right. I will not, I will not be out, you know, throwing trash cans through na- local neighborhood um, establishments. I through their glass windows. I, I won't do it. 
And there are so many people that seems like to me that they are ready to get up in arms if you don't draft this. And I'm all of these so-called, um, you know, TV expert analysts uh, who, that I've already told you, stop believing them um, because you're making it up as they go for the most part. Uh, but all of them are like the Niners have to have this weapon and you have to have this and you have to have that. I've had people if. You know, if so-and-so had been playing for the Niners, they would have done this last year. They would have won the Super Bowl if they had this player, and they would have done Stop it. No. No. That was a very good team that lost to to a better team that night. Yeah, I, I think there's 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 a, a couple of different flavors of the week, if you will, for the Niners as it relates to wide receivers. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, uh, quarantine week four, E.D., and uh, you know, both of us, we, we've been proud to to don our tees around the house, you know, since you know we're we're quarantined and whatnot. And um, th- there's one place though that has the best tees, Ed. And let that let place, him know. That, let him know. That place is True Classic Tees. I am actually, and you're right. We have all had to deal with our quarantine wardrobe, and fortunately. Fortunately, style has changed and you don't have to worry about the formal wear. That's out. T-shirts are in. And True Classic T, have, they have come in. It's one of one of my favorite all-time sponsors because they keep your boy comfortable and looking good. Uh, this is my favorite T-shirt. Uh, it's an L.A.-based company, and it's on the rise. I'm telling you guys, check them out. The T-shirts are soft. They hold up in the wash. They're incredibly versatile because I take them and I can wear them around the house and look good. I, I do. I look good in a T-shirt. Um, you know, I still have a muscle too. So I'm telling you, I look, I look good in a T-shirt. I don't even have to wear a size medium. I mean, I look, I look, I look pretty good. Kid, kids, call, kids call that a humble brag, E.D., but go ahead. Yeah, well, I, who said it was humble? But, <laughs> I, <laughs> so, but I'm saying, I mean, I can, the T-shirt goes from working out walking around the house to even formal wear like you like to you like to use it as formal wear you can use it under your suit as well they look good in those situations uh they hold up in the wash i'm telling you incredibly versatile do whatever you want to and the best part of these shirts are that they are i'm not even going to say I, you know, I, I hate using the word cheap i'm going to say inexpensive they're 15 dollars a pop and that's not bad at all, but you can get them for even less. So if you go to trueclassictees.com and you use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, you get 20% off. So go to trueclassic.com, use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe B-L-E-A-V at trueclassictees.com. Guys, trust me, check them out. I love them. I know you love them, Rashawn, because they actually make you look like you have a muscle or two. Hey, you know, that that's not bad. That's not bad. Check them out, people. True Classic Tees. A, a couple of the, the flavors of the week, if you will, as it relates to the wide receivers. You were talking just now, the comparisons to Debo. LaVisca Chenault Jr. from Colorado is a guy who – kind of fits that Debo mode, and you've been hearing his name thrown around quite a bit. Um, but something else that I've been hearing, um, I actually read this on a couple of sites. Uh, our buddies over at Nothing But Niners, they did. They had like a mock draft the other day, and, and, and in that draft they had the Niners trading down mm-hmm. to 17. Uh, Cowboys ended up going up and taking their slot and taking a, a, a corner. 
And at 17, the Niners took Jalen Jefferson, the wide receiver out of LSU. And I've been been seeing this theory in different places. That was one of the places that I saw it. I've read it a couple of different places as well. Um, even on the, the Niners website, they made a little bit of a mention to that um, as they quoted one of the writers from around the country. My question is this. Um, if... If a player is good enough to draft at 17, why isn't he good enough to draft at 13? Taking away the fact that the, taking away the trade and and everything. Obviously, if you can get more assets, then you're you're going to go for that, obviously. But uh eliminate well, all that. Well, if he if he is good enough, well, if he's good enough to draft at 17, um he is good enough to you to draft at um 13. So that's the, but you just answered your own question. If you can get more assets and get the same player, then there you go. If I can get the guy I want, if if I you, you know what I'm saying, if I can get the if if the Niners could have gotten Joey Bosa at 31, they would have given somebody number two. Yeah. Hey, they, I'll give you the number two pick, and I and I'll drop back to wherever I can gain more assets and still get my guy. That's the only reason you make that that trade in that situation. If that is the guy that you want i know you and you and i were discussing and hopefully we'll get into it on this podcast if not we'll do it on another but we were we uh were talking about going through some of um john lynch's um draft picks and saying yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna get okay. to that i, I okay. have my five you have your five we're, we're, we're gonna get okay. to that a well, little, little well, bit later uh, well, in the show um, well, I don't even know how you want to do it. So, see, now they're hearing more about our production meeting. I, I, I just want because I know we're just going to discuss. But we'll we'll get to that when when we get to that. Uh, but uh, yes. So to answer your question, do, if if I'm drafting at 13, do I believe this guy at 17? If I'm for 13, 17, that's there's there's no difference. For, for me, if I like this guy, if I'm picking 13, if I'm picking 17, I I only move if I can get something. If I could get some, if I, I only move, if I believe that that player is going to be there and you're going to give me something for it, then yes, of course. Why wouldn't I make that trade? Yeah, the, the thing about Jalen Jefferson is he's a guy who's right. Like you hear, you hear Judy Ruggs and Lamb. Not too many people are, are, are mentioning T. Higgins, but but he's another guy that that could go extremely high as well. In fact, I I would throw him in that mix with Lamb. And 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 Judy and Rugs, um, which is why back to back to what I've been saying the whole time, which is why you don't need to freak out over them not drafting a receiver um, in the first round. Uh, you, no, nobody nobody was freaking out over the fact that they didn't grab one last year, and you went out in the second and third round and, gra- and grabbed receivers, and there it's turning out okay. With, with guys that you've drafted. I you know, there there's so many players, so many names, so many guys that you don't know, so many DBs. There there are DBs and everyone's like th- these are the guys that you have to get. Um and and that can work. I mean there there's a there's a kid from um uh, what is it? Southeast Louise, I think it's I, um no, it's La Tech. There's a corner from La Tech that no nobody's talking about. Have you heard anybody talk about any LaTeX corners? No, I mean I'm just just doing the nah. reading and stuff, but I haven't heard anybody talk about him. No. Yeah, no. There, I mean there's a corner there's a corner from LaTeX. He started his entire career. I mean it, since he's I mean since he's come in, he started his entire career. I think he he's got like 35 plus games under his belt. Uh, so you know that he he's been on the field, been able to stay healthy. That that's thing things I look at. He's been able to stay healthy. 
Uh, he's been available. He's been productive. I think he, he's got like he's got 15 plus interceptions in his college career. He's a playmaker. Um, uh, he's he's played against some big time competition and performed well. But you don't hear a lot about him. Why? Because he you know he's he's five ten, five nine, five ten, something like that. Yeah. And everyone all of a sudden you know well because he because he's not six two, and you know two fifteen. People aren't, yeah. People aren't really. Then you did well. He can't play. No, this kid can play. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad you and, mentioned that. There, there's a receiver from a Division two school, Tarleton State, down in Texas, who he was up for the D two Heisman, um, last year. And you, you're a receiver. You're up for. You're up for that kind of award. You have to put up some crazy numbers. Uh-huh. Zamari Manning is his name, and and no one's talking about this this kid. And I think. A part of me feels like his maybe he would have picked up a little bit more steam um, had you know had we not been in these quarantine times and been able to yeah, have a pro yeah. day and, and and things of that nature. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I mean, that's if, what happened with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if I you tell know. you what, if if I hear if I hear them call that name related to the Niners, I'm geeked. Yeah. <laughs> I am and geeked, see, and, and that's that's my point right there. Exactly. Just every name. Um, is not going to be flashy. There are there are um, seven rounds in this draft with thirty picks. You are not going to know the two hundred plus players. You're not going to know not. all of them. You're you're not you you're not you have not heard of all of them. You know the other part of it, which we will definitely get into when we start talking about even John Lynch's draft um, choices that they've made. It is not an exact science it's just not and there's no way of knowing who is going to perform and who's not there are certain guys that you say hey this is a no-brainer i'm gonna pick him and i can explain why later uh but you you don't know and there are guys that you have never heard of nope nobody knew eric davis when i was coming out now it was a different time that's part of but nobody had ever heard of me probably hadn't even heard of jacksonville state because they, they weren't on tv and there's nothing as a division two school like you said you just brought up a guy and unless you have family there you don't follow this school unless you're an alum and that that's you you go in and you bring this guy nobody knew who i was like i said when i when i think i told you the story once when i got drafted when I finally got out here, when people were beating down my, my hotel door, this group of guys came in just banging on my door, busting into the room uh, because they wanted to they, they needed to find Eric Davis. What? Yeah. They, they were looking they were looking for Eric Davis. And they were like, Where is where is Eric? Where is Eric? And I just I was like, What? Like who is it? Because they kept calling the room, calling my room, and then finally it was all this banging on my door and I opened my door and, and this was I mean, it was at the yeah, it was at the the Marriott over by uh, the Great America Marriott. That's where they put us up when when I first came to town. That was that because it was right over by the Forty ers facilities, right there in Santa Clara. And yeah, I'm like, dude, they're just banging on my door, and they come in, and the guy, and they're like, we, where's he? Where's Eric? They didn't call me ED. They didn't know. Where's Eric Davis? Where's Eric Davis? And I'm like, excuse me. And they were like, where's Eric Davis? We've been looking for him. He can't hide. Let him know. We know he's here. And I, and I, and I, that's how I was laughing. I was like, I, I am Eric Davis. I know you're not where Eric Davis. Yeah. I'm just going to cut to the end of this story. Somebody had been, had, had, there was someone impersonating me. They were pretending to be me. They had rented, they were renting out 
venues. What? They were throwing all of these parties. They were running up all these tabs for drinks and food and all of this stuff, getting clothes and jewelry and everything else on credit uh, because someone was saying, I'm Eric Davis. So between the time I had gotten drafted and had a, and had a press conference with the Niners where people knew who I was, <laughs> someone was, had, was pretending to be me. Oh, man. So, that's, so, so I say that. So back to so what I'm getting at is that there are players that nobody's ever heard of <laughs> that can still play. <laughs> I was one of them. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that really oh, happened, man. though. That, that really is... happened. They came in. I mean, they came just beating on my door. It was four guys just beating on my door. And then they just started. They were like, oh, hell. Where's... Oh, hell. I was like, I was like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but that's that 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 has nothing to do with me. Where is Eric yeah, you know. Davis? I'm him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was like right here. Where's Eric Davis? Here, bro. Present. Raise my hand like in school. Present. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was pretty comical. Uh, oh man. They did. They did. But okay, back to where we were. Back to where we were. You know what? I, I I think I, I just I think the thing about Jalen Jefferson is if he if he's the guy whether you're talking about 13 or 17, um, I don't think it's a bad fallback plan. Like he he was one of the more explosive, one of the more productive wide receivers in all of college football last year. I mean his his 2019 season, just like Joe Burrow, um, and and so many other people associated with that passing game for LSU was very indicative. Of of the way that year went for them last year. I mean, they went from being an anemic offense to all of a sudden one of the most explosive in the country. And well, it, let me ask you about about him. What's what's size? Because I'm trying to think. There's so many guys. When we start talking about size and speed, well, um, he, he. I mean, he he can run. He can run, but he he. Well, well, there's a difference that can run. I mean, I can run, but but I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a difference between he can run. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Speed. There's there, there's truly he, four, there's he, four, 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 four four. He's a four four guy. Six one. Okay, so, six one two oh two. It was his okay, com- four, combine. Four, that's that's fast, but that's also every wide receiver, every, and every wide receiver. DB. Yeah. That's every wide receiver and every DB. So see, that's that's my thing right now, and I'm back to that. I'm back to that, and I I hear what you're saying. You say that wouldn't be bad. I I don't see it necessary. I, I don't see it necessary. The 49ers have receivers on their team right now that can run four fours. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, that's kind of that's like what you I'm said. That's every wide, it's every wide receiver, every every DB basically running Th- a four four. Thank you. That's 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 everyone. They they have a roster filled with guys like that. They put a premium on speed. The 49ers are a very fast team, whether people believe it or not. Uh, they have put a premium on speed, physicality, on that and team. speed. Absolutely. So you, I mean, so so I mean that that's that's part of it. They they already have a wide receiver room full, filled with four four guys, four two. So I always tell you, it's freak of nature stuff that I'm after. That's why Rugs has has kind of has kind of taken over for me. If, if the Niners, if you're going to draft a receiver at that level, it's got to be something. It's got to be something special. Rugs Rugs plays fast. He is fast. He plays fast. He's played against big time um, competition. You know the most important thing for me for a receiver, he can catch. Yeah, he can catch. Yeah, that's people. There are a whole lot of guys, and, and people say all the time, "Well, you should because the comment I just made." Then you should draft every receiver that runs a four two. Nope, 
because they can't all catch. They all can't catch. Some of them had a case of the dropsies. You're absolutely yes. right about that. If you can't, because the the most important part, the absolute most important part of being a receiver in the NFL is actually not being catch challenged. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the that's the most important part. You have to be able to catch the ball. That you know, there are just some things you got to be able to do. You got to be able to get off press coverage. You, if you can't catch, you can't play. You're useless to me if you can't catch. I don't even want to have to think about that. It's like a defensive player who can't tackle. You are useless to me if you can't tackle. So I don't even question whether or not you're going to tackle. If you don't tackle, you don't play. If you don't catch a wide receiver, you don't play. So a four-two guy that can run past. That's running. People, you gotta understand. That's Tyreek Hill. People talk about that. What makes Tyreek Hill so yeah. dangerous? It's not that he's fast. There are a whole lot of fast guys. It's that after he runs past everyone, he catches the ball. That's yeah, rough. Yeah, that's but that's rough. Yeah, that's what that's 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 what uh, I was listening to Daniel Jeremiah yesterday, and, and he was saying Henry Ruggs enters the NFL, and he's immediately second fastest player in the game, right behind Tyreek Hill. Um, He's just, he's got that type of speed, that type of explosiveness. Um, I I I I'm with you, but I don't know. It, it seems it seems to me more and more like there will be a receiver taken at okay at thirteen. Uh, and I I am going to if trust. not if not if not. Well, I, I don't want to say I don't want to just limit it to thirteen. Thirteen or thirty one. I, I think they're taking a receiver. That's that that that's my that's my guess, and I think they're gonna go either O line or D line with the other one. Lynch has gone O line or D line first round each of his drafts, and I don't see that yeah. changing. I don't see that changing. I say yeah. I say yeah. I I don't either. I say go big. You know, I've been preaching go big all the time, and I don't see them drafting a receiver that early. Um, uh, if it's if it's not rugs, I don't see them. And it's just all started. I was like Judy, and I and I keep saying Judy because Judy can come in and run routes and all, and 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 uh, that's important. And I think he'll be game ready early on, and and he's gonna do it. It's gonna just be like how Julio came in. It's gonna be like how Amari Cooper came in. How these guys come from Alabama, and they are ready to work, guys. We've seen it over and over and over, and I expect. I expect these guys to come in and do the same thing. Um, uh, I I just I don't know if you need Judy. The more I watch Judy, yes, I'm impressed by what he does, but I don't know if he tips the scales. Is he that? Is Judy that much different than Bourne and the way he will be utilized? So, and it's back to where we started this. Like you already have that yeah, and then piece. to get and then to get that guy, you're gonna have to move up to get him, and so that that's just like I don't see that. Yeah, so, I would be. St- I mean, it's possible, but I, I would be stunned if Judy's still there at 13. Oh yeah, Judy won't be there. Judy won't. Judy yeah. won't make it past. He, Judy won't make it past um, the Raiders, Jets, Raiders. All, I mean, you think about it. Yeah, he's definitely not. He's definitely not getting past the Raiders. Yeah, but Maybe they, but not even the it. Jets. Yeah. But there are so many receivers there. It's a very deep class. Out there. And then, and then, and that's the thing. And I, I'm going to go back to the what brought 49ers fans, what faithful listen, what took the team to the Super Bowl, and what can take them there again is the best part of this team. Why mess with it? That defensive front, you didn't have a problem scoring. You were scoring 30 points a game. There's nothing wrong with the offense. 
Nothing wrong with it. You were scoring 30 points a game, okay? Remember that. The defensive front is the best part. When you had all your big boys on the field at the same time, when you had Bosa and Ford out there, you had this front out, you you had all of these guys going with Buckner and Armstead, all these guys out there on the floor. When you had, this is the main thing, when you had D Ford, Quan, and Bosa on the field at the same time. This defense is nearly unstoppable. Quarter, quarterbacks, quarterbacks were like had like a three quarterback rating. Yeah, was, I, I don't. I don't was, I'm not saying. I'm not saying thirty. It, it was, no, it, it, was, it was bonkers. It, it was. It, it, it's, it's like it's, it's like it, it was impossible. It was impossible for a quarterback to be effective against that. So why not continue to keep those dogs hunting up front? Like you got some damn dudes up there. You lost one of your damn dudes, and now don't think that John Lynch is not willing to bring that back. Because at the end of the day, let's all think about this as well. As much as we like Buck around here, as much as Buck helped establish that room, Buck was not one of John Lynch's guys. He, he was not. He was uh, not. Okay, I, I mean it's just it's a he simple thing. And I was people, thinking about that the always, other day. That's, yeah, it, it, people it, always it, they say this and they don't think about it. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Like he. He he. It's it's easier to break ties with a guy that's not yours. You you draft a guy, you bring a guy in. You are basically like this is my guy. I am responsible for you. I see something in you, and I hope that you show show me even more than I see. When you draft a guy in the first round, it's like okay, there, there there's there's talent there. Yeah, bring me that talent. I know your talent. He didn't bring. He, that's not his guy. It's not his guy. Doesn't mean that you don't appreciate his effort, but that's 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 not his guy. So he may go out, and I still think he's going to go out. And you just touched on it. He's always drafted big guys early. Um, he learned football a certain way. He has a certain philosophy. Um, when asked this just three days ago, I was like, guys, pay attention. John Lynch has always drafted big people. He when he won his championships, the teams that he played on, every good team he was ever a part of. Had some dudes was, up front. It was about the dudes up front. John, that's that's how he learned football. That he won championships that way. He saw an organization go from being the laughing stock of the league to the league's champion and the best team in the league because they built up their fronts, their offensive and defensive lines. So understand, it's not about a player. You've heard me say this. I know you've been around me long enough and heard it at nauseum. It's not about another player. Another coach, another scheme. It's about a philosophy. How do you, how the most important part of an organization is having one set philosophy. This is how we win. And once you once you say this is how we are going to win, you stick to it. You build around it. You bring the people in that know how to coach it, that know how to play within it, that believe in it. And that's what that's that's why I'm not I, that's why I'm not freaking out and won't riot if they don't draft um, a wide receiver or a corner early on. Yeah, we're go- we're going to talk about John Lynch's draft picks during his tenure here with the Niners. But first, this from our title sponsor, BetOnline.ag. We're quarantined, DD, and and we're yep. just kind of all in the house. And a lot of a lot of you guys out there, you like to play the games. A lot of you guys, a lot of you girls, like you like to play the games. Some of you maybe like to play the ponies. Um, 
you can still play. Rest assured, even though while you're waiting this thing out at home, there's still some fun to be had at betonline.ag. No NBA, no NHL, no MLB. So you think there may be nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their own online casino with poker and blackjack. But sports aren't totally done. There's still eSports. We've been seeing a lot of that lately. American Idol, Big Brother, The Elections, The Spelling Bee. Come on. Who doesn't want to bet on The Spelling Bee? (laughs) Also, $750,000. I'll say that again. $750,000 poker series. Stacks on stacks on stacks. They're still fun over at betonline.ag. So use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Hey, man, you know, I was going through that. Do you know that, like you say, there are no sports, but they just create sports. You can actually place a bet on whether or not one of the draft picks with this virtual draft that's coming uh, i'm glad you overlooked that virtual party thing but this oh, virtual no we're going to get to it coming, we're going to get to it virtual draft that's coming <laughs> um whether or not whether or not you're going to have someone like will, will you actually see someone in the shot one of the draft picks after his selection pop a ball of champagne <laughs> will 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 they kiss their girlfriend um, you know, all these things, well, they have their pet in their lap. They have like some weird bets yeah. on there, but I started thinking about, it, I was like, okay, but they're all like realistic things that could happen. So, uh, yeah, they're making, they're making it fun. They're, they're, if you, if you still want to wager, they're finding ways for you to do it. The, yeah. the, the prop bets, man, just like the old, yeah. uh, the, the red, red, uh, Gatorade, blue Gatorade, yellow Gatorade, you know, yeah. which one would be dumped on the coach during the, uh, the Super Bowl and the. How long is the national anthem going to be? See, these are things you you, you didn't have to worry about, Ed, because you're too busy no. playing in Super Bowls. But no, people actually, no. actually, actually looked at this stuff. Yeah, um, people, people get all the time ask me about that, and you know about games, even during the season, and and the line and the the, the line. I'm like, man, I've never bet on a football game in my life, I, and all the line stuff. I just look at it like, okay, you are better. You're better or you're worse. Yeah, and the matchup and stuff like that, like the point spread and all that. Like, I don't know, man. There's, when when even on Twitter, when you know Instagram, someone asked me, "What do you think about this?" I during the season, I'd say, you know, we win, they lose. We win, they lose. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 how I mean. I can look at it, or I, or you know, there are times when I was like, I like the Baltimore game. I was like, I don't think they can beat Baltimore. Uh, and it's they're just I just look at it that way. We win, they lose. Other than that, nah. All right, so so John Lynch was named uh, the Niners GM back in 2017. So this is going to be his fourth draft coming up. So mm-hmm. uh, Ed and I went through all of his all of his drafts. We we have his top five draft picks with the Niners. Um, I have my five. Ed has his five. How do you want to do this? You want me to go first? Uh, you, you, well, you know, you go first because I didn't even I didn't even look at it that way. It's too. I would like to hear your five, and then I'll explain my thoughts on it afterwards. So okay. you go ahead. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll give you my five, and I'll give them to you mm-hmm. from five to one. Okay. Um, number five, Debo Samuel took Debo in the 2019 draft. In the second round, and Debo, I mean, we just saw him grow, right? He just he just continued uh-huh. to mature 
uh, throughout the year and ended up being beyond a good fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense. And right now we're talking about the possibility of him maybe being a, a number one. And if the season were to start today, he'd be the number one wide receiver in, in that room for uh, the 49ers right now. Um, number four, Mike McGlinchey. Missed some time uh, last year um, in, in that run to the Super Bowl, but he started every postseason game. Uh, missed four games in the regular season, but they took McGlinchey with the first-round uh, first pick in 2018, and McGlinchey has started every single game he's played in uh, with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, our guy Fred Warner. Same draft as McGlinchey, but in the third round, and he's – He's emerging. He's developing into one of the top linebackers in the entire league. Um, you saw what he was able to do last year. He really emerged once uh, Quan went down with that injury and 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 really just took over uh, this defense, made it his own, and, and a leader on that side of the ball. Number two, Nick Bosa. First-round pick, obviously, in last year's draft. He came in, made an immediate impact. You, you just talked about it, E.D., one of the main reasons why this team was able to be so successful, them damn dudes up front. Uh-huh. And, 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 and Bosa, obviously a huge part of that, uh, ends up becoming your rookie of the year last year on the defensive side of the ball. And instant impact immediately. You draft a guy like that in the first round, you want him to come in and, and be a starter and an impact player immediately, and Bosa has done just that, and you expect only bigger and better things from him um, coming up here in the future. And then number one, go back to Lynch's first draft, and, I mean, he hit the lottery with this pick. In the fifth round, the people's tight end, George Kittle. Um, Kittle... If if he's not the best tight end in the league right now, he he's one B right. I mean, he's either one A or one B. You know, some people some people okay. some people want to you know give that nod to to Travis Kelsey, and, and I can understand that. Um, but Kittle, the number one target, the number one as far as the the entire receiving core goes for the Niners. So many people talk all, all the time, and we've ta- talked about this at nauseum throughout the course of the season about how uh, George Kittle. Um, or about how the Niners don't have a number one receiver. They don't have a number one wide receiver. Well, they have George Kittle, and 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 he's very good at what he does. And he's, yep. And he's a guy that even if he's not touching it, he's still impacting the game somehow, some way. Um. So that's my five. Ed, we're gonna get your five. But first, let's pause for a quick break. Angie's list is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel. Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot All right, so thanks for joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast presented by betonline.eg. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We're going through John Lynch's draft picks. Mm-hmm. Lynch took over in 2017. I just gave my top five John Lynch draft picks with the Niners. Now time for ED to give his top five. Uh-huh. Man, you know what? So this is, this is what I'm going to do because when you brought this up, I, I started looking at everyone. And you know we 
we we sit on opposite sides of the table. We, we, we're viewing the same things, but I, I just kind of have a different view of it just because of positioning in the room. So I'm just going to just look at what the way I look at a draft and, and, and I'm just looking at it from an organization standpoint and from a, a player standpoint, this is how I see it. There are certain players that you look at and picking them. It's, it's no brand. It, it's Jameis Winston. Why was Jameis the first pick of the draft? I'll tell you why Jameis was the first pick of the draft. Because if you were sitting there selecting, you know why you picked Jameis as, as a GM? Because every other GM in the league would pick him first. Yeah. You, if he fails, it's not your fault. If, you, if he comes in and, and he performs at the, at the level you're expecting him to, he should have you playing for multiple um, championships. He should he should have you in, in contention for that. He should, it should be it should be Cam Newton, where you have a chance. Where this guy's a solid, where he becomes you build your franchise around him. If he fails, that's not your fault because everybody else would have selected him. So I'm looking at your list and 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 I'm just going to use your list and I'm going to start at five. Okay, at your five, Debo. Debo was the number two draft pick. Debo, so when you draft a guy first, second, or third round, you are saying this guy is a starter. He's a starter. You know, you know, you have him rated first, second, third round. This is someone that you are expecting to be a starter. First, first and second round, I'm picking it's back to the, the Jameis Winston's thing. Every other team in the league would draft that guy. Every other team in the league would say this player could play for us. And we believe that he could be successful in the league. So when you draft a guy, Debo is drafted in the second round. He's supposed to be a starter. He's supposed to have, you've heard me say, generate multiple generations. And I mean that the average career is three years. This is a guy who's going to have multiple generations of, of career, careers. He's going to be a player. We're, health is always a thing, so I don't even think about health. He, this guy is going to play in this league double-digit years. Agreed? Agreed. That's what you expect from a Debo. So where you have Debo on your list, I don't, I don't think that that's this major, major coup because you drafted a guy and he's doing what you expected him to do. Second, like I say, a first-rounder, second-rounder, these are guys that should have Pro Bowl potential. That's why they're first- and second-rounders. First- and second-rounders, everybody in the league expects this guy to be a solid starter and there is Pro Bowl potential. Uh, McClinchy, McClinchy at your number four spot. He's the number one pick. I've already explained a number one pick. As far as McClinchy being this great pick, I think there right now McClinchy. I'm looking at him. He's been solid. Um, pass protection has been somewhat an issue. If you really watch him from his year one to now. Um, it, it hasn't been the most solid. Uh, he's getting better and better. He's improving. He sh- he's starting. He should be starting. He should be getting ready to be one of your Pro Bowl, all pro players at the position. I don't know if he's reached that yet. So um, I put him on this list. He wouldn't be my top pick. And so as I go through this, I'm just trying to say what do I think who the guy that I think was his best selection, John Lynch's best selection. That's that's kind of the way I thought you wanted us to do it, but I like what you just did as top five. 
because it gives me more to run my mouth about. <laughs> um, uh, so I can just give my opinions. So with McClinchy, first rounder, like I said, e- e- everybody had him rated as a first rounder. Every GM, all 32 teams had him rated as a first rounder. So you drafting him, him being your starter, um, that's what you expected. Now, you draft him as a first rounder, I expect him to be a pro bowler. I expect him to be an all pro multiple times. Because he's a first-round draft pick. You see my point? I, he's, I, hear he's, you. I hear you. He's supposed to be that. So I'm waiting to see that. So, yes, does he deserve to be on the list? Yes, he should be on the list. But I wouldn't put him right there. Um, Nick Bosa. He's the number two pick in the draft. You didn't do anything special. I, I can't give you credit for Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa was born. I, I, I'm just <laughs> Nick Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa was born. You had you have nothing to do. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Robert Sala, they have nothing to do with the play, the level of play and ability of Nick Bosa. Bosa was born. If someone his parents, his parents are responsible for that. They are responsible for his genetic makeup. <laughs> they have the, the Niners have nothing to do with the the, the Niners if anyone is responsible for Nick Bosa, it is not John Lynch. It is Jimmy Garoppolo for getting hurt and put, giving you the second pick of the draft. Mm. You have nothing to do with that. Every, there is not. There is not a another. There is not another guy. You know there 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 were thirty one other teams that had an opportunity at Nick Bosa. Thirty of those teams. Would have selected him. Yeah. It's it's, it's you know it, it was one other team that needed something else. That's why he was the number two pick. Every, every so you you agree with me? Everybody would have. So you didn't do so that that is not you don't get credit for this great draft pick. You drafted at the number two pick. Nick Bosa is doing what he's supposed to do. Because I said first rounders are supposed to start. They're supposed to be pro bowlers. They're multiple generations. When you're drafted that high, you're a top five pick. You are you don't have Pro Bowl potential. You have Hall of Fame potential. We have we are already seeing that in Nick Bosa, correct? So, we are. We are. Okay. So so that's that I don't give you credit for that. You just did what everybody else was doing. You would have been dumb not to pick him. Picking him is a no brainer. Um Kittle. Wait, before you get to Kittle, what about Warner? Fred Warner. Okay, uh, well, I'm going to get to Warner. Okay, all right, Warner. all right, all right. But I, I want to go, go with Kittle. I didn't know if you forgot you had, about him or not. Okay. Well, no, I hadn't forgotten about him where you have Kittle. Kittle you have as your number one, like his, his number best. Number one, best pick. So you're saying that's John Lynch's best pick. Best pick. I tell you, I will tell you why he wasn't John Lynch's best pick. No, really? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you why. I'll explain to you why he's not John Lynch's best pick. Um, I, what did I just tell you? First, second, third rounders. You expect them to be starters. First, first rounders should be, like I said, they should be exactly. All he was a fit. Hold on, hold on. Second rounders again. These are starters. These are guys that have Pro Bowl potential. You believe that they can do it. Third rounders. These are guys that you like, and you think that the upside is something that could be really special. You you know, but if you loved him, if you felt completely comfortable like everybody else, they would be a first or a second rounder. Yeah. But you see something in them, and that's where stuff starts to happen. After the third round, you're not drafting anyone that you think is going. You don't think these guys are going to be um, starters. 
You don't think they're going to be all pros. You don't think they're going to be um, generational players. You know why I know you don't? Because if you did, you would have drafted them earlier in the first, second, or third round. Yeah. They never would have made it that far. So you draft Kittle in the fifth round. That is not the brilliance and genius of anyone. Again, that is Kittle. (laughs) That is Kittle outperforming everything everyone in the league thought he could be. That's why he lasted to the fifth round. No one thought that this player was capable of doing what he's doing. So that is not a great draft pick. That is not finding a diamond in the rough. That is luck. You got lucky. Mm. Period. You got lucky. You don't get credit for that. You got lucky. Yes, you you made the final selection, but if you thought the guy was that player, if you thought Kittle was going to turn into your number one receiver, as you just said, you would have selected him way earlier. You would not have given anyone an opportunity. And no, you didn't have some brilliant plan where I know something that no one else knows. And I know something that uh, I know how to get this guy and we're going to get him on the cheap and we're going to do all of these things. Like, no, you wouldn't have taken that chance. You drafted him in the fifth position, fifth round. Why? Because you had him rated as a fifth rounder. See my point? I, I, I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I'm That's hearing why you drafted him. So now, now to Fred Warner. Fred Warner is the best selection that John Lynch has ever made. You know how I feel about Fred. You know he, Greenlaw. He, you know he, how I, so he I, is. So he's he's your number one. He, he's for Lynch. my number one. Okay. He, Fred Warner is the best selection that John Lynch has ever made. I'll tell you what. Like I said. Bosa, McClinchy, all these guys, everybody would have drafted them. Everyone would have done something. But Fred Warner, when you have an opportunity, you're still, remember, you are still in that these are starters range. But now, this is the guy, as I said, first round, everybody has them rated to be that guy. Second round, everyone has them rated to be that guy. When you get to the second round, this is a guy, I know he can be a starter, but I'm not sure like what his top end is going to be. When you hit the third round, these are guys also, like I, I know this guy can play, uh, but I, 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 I don't know where, where he's going to max out. There, they, you always worry about it, but I know this can play. There's no question. When you start, when you grab that guy first or second round, you're like, wait a minute, I see it, he's mine, he's ready, I'm, I'm going to get him. I believe. That's why you go in the second round. That, that those guys in the third round, it's the same thing that people thought they saw that, but I'm just going to wait a little bit longer and see if they're there. That was Fred Warner. So the Niners had their eye on Fred Warner. You looked at Fred Warner, and like I said, that third round, it's a guy that can start. But what does every GM want? You want a guy who outperforms, who overperforms, who exceeds your expectations. Fred Warner, third rounder. Can he be a starter? Yeah, maybe. Is he a starter? Yeah. Is he a high-end starter? Yeah. Will he be a pro bowler? Yeah. Will he be an all-pro? Yes. Will he be a generation, multiple generational player? Yes. That's a win. When you get a guy like Fred Warner, you get a guy like like Navarro Bowman. When you get guys that become the stone 
in which you build a unit off of in the third round, now you're jamming your ass off. <laughs> That's a win. So that is, I think that is his best player. Bosa, no-brainer. Kittle, you got lucky. McClinchy is doing what he's supposed to do. He was a first-round tackle. Hell, he's supposed to start, and he's supposed to be solid. He's a first-round talent. He's supposed to be there. He, he'd be solid on any team in the league. That's it. Fred Warner, you thought he, you thought he could play. You didn't know he was going to be this good, but you had an eye on him, and you said, I think he has a possibility, and you were right. That's, that's when I say you are now finding a diamond in the rough and you are doing something. Every other guy, Debo and all these guys, they're really doing what they're supposed to do. Fred Warner is outperforming. He's outperforming everything that the league thought he could do. Everybody thought he could play. No one thought he could be this. So that's that's my number one pick. You bring up a couple points couple interesting points we're, we're going to react to this but first we, we've people obviously in this business this is a weird time obviously right now no sports a lot of things are shut down people are kind of wondering you know should they reach out to certain people should they reach out to hiring bodies you know should they be doing any networking and things right now um linkedin obviously is a place where you can do all that so whether you work in, in this business or whatever business it is that you work in, there's LinkedIn, ED, and uh, tell the people how they can up their professional game, uh, if well, you, you just Well, you just mentioned it right now. Uh, the perfect hire can impact your business because that's what we're talking about right now, the perfect draft pick, how it can impact your team for years to come. It's no different in business. That, that hire can impact your business for years to come. And the only place where you can find that perfect hire is on LinkedIn jobs. Uh, LinkedIn jobs has over 675 million members worldwide. That's a whole lot of people. Um, they screen their candidates, uh, and they check for hard and soft skills that you're looking for. So you can hire that person quickly. They, they cut through all the red tape and make it easier for you. And, and LinkedIn looks beyond the skills and they'll, they'll put your job out front and find that qualified person for you. They, they're going to find a candidate that meet, that matches your business requirement perfectly. And it's no wonder that a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. Before I finish this, you're going to have multiple people hired even during these times on LinkedIn. And that's why the company's great LinkedIn jobs, the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. So I would like for you guys, if you want to find the right person for your business today, check with LinkedIn jobs, find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's LinkedIn dot com slash team to get fifty dollars off your first job post terms and conditions apply as always of course every eight seconds that's that, that that's every eight seconds that's a that's big a, deal that's like that's a football that's play. a big deal um that's a football play seven so, seconds long so we're, we're talking about these draft picks and 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 for me you you we we're, we're looking at this out of two very different lenses you want on 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 your part you're you know, if you're a first-round pick, 
this is what you're supposed to be doing, right? Yes, exactly. I look at it from a, a different scope in the sense that these are guys that Lynch hit on. And you take a look at first-round draft picks, maybe half of them fizzle out, right? Um, and, and and a lot of it is fit, a lot of it is situation, what have you, but guys just don't pan out for whatever reason it is, right? They end, people they get labeled as bust, this, that, or the other. So the fact that he's hit on these guys um, I think says something, especially the 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 – the the first round draft picks, if you will, well Kittle he got lucky. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, Kittle. That, come on, man. Come on, man. I, I, Kittle, I can't. I, I can't would really not have been a fifth rounder. I can't. I mean, I can't really argue that right there. Um, yeah. But I mean, but especially no, no when, when, can argue that. But just looking at these first round guys, right? Like he like he's hit on on, on these guys. Where you know half half the first round draft picks they fizzle out for one one reason or another. Um. Okay. Okay. He's hit on these guys. Uh, again, you're doing these are like I said. First round talent is first round talent across the board. Um. And nothing out of his first round. Like I said, Bosa. I'm I'm looking at everyone, and they're doing what they should have done. And if you, and you, my my hit on it. Again, I'm saying it. If that guy's like I said, if Bosa couldn't play. If Bosa couldn't play, I, I I guarantee you, John Lynch doesn't get fired. That's not John's fault. Yeah, because like I said, that's that's just not John's fault. You don't you don't be, you don't become the number two pick. You you're not considered a top five pick of the NFL draft. Because people understand, we are talking about the elite of elite athletes. You are not you are not just a dude. You are a damn dude. You are you didn't you didn't all of a sudden become bad at football. Your your qualifications to be on a team and on a field and in, in a starting unit uh, did disappear uh, just because things went wrong. Uh, you can't fault the person for giving you that opportunity when you possess that type of talent. So that's what I'm saying. I don't give John, John Lynch didn't do John Lynch didn't work out some phenomenal deal to get the number two pick. He didn't he didn't move up from the he didn't move up from the 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 second pick of the first round and make multiple trades and all these things to get in position to you know clear cap space and do all of this stuff to get in position to draft Bosa. No, his quarterback got hurt the year before and the team sucked. <laughs> Correct? This is very true. Okay. So he didn't that's what I'm saying. He didn't do anything. He didn't do a thing. His both his parents did everything. He didn't do a thing. That's why I can't give John Lynch credit for that. John Lynch did what everybody else on planet Earth would have done. You draft Bosa. Everyone would have drafted Bosa last year. Anyone picking number two last year drafts Bosa. Anyone. Anyone. I don't care. I don't care if you have Bun Miller on your team. You draft Bosa. It, it, does, it doesn't matter if you have a pass rusher like that. You draft Bosa. It was it was no brainer. Kittle, I already told you, they didn't they didn't know Kittle, Kittle was going to be that good. The only person who knew Kittle was going to be that good was Kittle. He's the only one, and his dad. <laughs> those yeah. are the only people on those are the only people on planet Earth that believe that he could play at that level, or they would have drafted him. 
you know, Debo. They believed in Debo. That's what I'm saying. When you see a guy second rounder, this is a guy that I believe. A lot of people may not believe it, but I believe that this guy is a is a player for me. I believe this guy can be a pro bowler for me. This is someone I know he's going to be a starter and I'm going to grab him. I grab him in the second round because like I said, I don't want somebody else to grab him because just like Fred Warner, same, same belief. Somebody, if I let him go, somebody else, because there are a lot of teams, like I said, they're going to say, Fred, we were going to get you, but we just didn't have that Debo belief that we're going to just grab you right now. So that right there, that's a solid selection. Debo, has already shown he's a solid selection by John Lynch. Fred Warner, that's what I'm saying. That's his best one. That's his best, best pick because you thought this guy could be a starter for you. And I, I keep comparing him to um, Navarro Bowman because Bow was a third rounder as well. When you get that type of play, that level of play out of a guy, now that is a win. That's a win. Yeah, when I mean, you, the, when you when you find that dude. Yeah, yeah. The the, the draft is, I mean, it's a crapshoot essentially, and, and and history says that you know Niners have two picks in this first round. You know, if if they end up selecting, you know, both of those picks, don't trade one back or whatever. History says, you know, only one of them may pan out. Uh, you go back to Lynch's first draft, he had two first round picks, three and thirty one. At three, they, they the Niners took Solomon Thomas. At thirty one, they took Reuben Foster, who. Uh, no longer in the league right now, right? Uh, uh-huh. And and Solomon and, and you know Thomas, what? people were saying, you know, people were labeling him a bust up until this past season. Um, yeah. And, and he, so, he, he so, kind of had a breakout, a breakout year of sorts. Now, but Solomon coming in, being a guy in your starting rotation, see, see, and that's what I'm saying about that first-round talent. That first-round talent, this is a guy that's going to play. Solomon's going to be in the league multiple years. He, we know he's going to be in the league a long, long time. The guy can play. You have that talent. It's going to show up. People are going to continue to give you this opportunity because everybody had him rated it that way. But you want this guy to be – that's what I'm saying. If you're not a pro bowler, people are like, oh, he's a bust because the talent says that you're supposed that to you're play supposed the game. To, yeah. And that's how everyone has you rated. Um, now, okay, let's talk John Lynch and uh, – wow, you just mentioned his name, the linebacker. Foster. Alabama. Foster. Foster. I can't get mad at John Lynch for Foster. See, if the people can't like John Lynch made a mistake with Foster. No, he didn't. He did not. Every everybody did you did you not watch him play in college? I mean, he was he was dominant. He was dominant in high school. He was dominant in college. He he was the best linebacker in college while he was in college. Why would you not draft him if you had the opportunity? I have no problem with it. They were trying to build their front. This is someone that could be a cornerstone in your front. You draft him. John Lynch, so just like John Lynch had nothing to do with Bosa, I blame that on his parents, John Lynch had nothing to do with that situation going in reverse. Yeah. It had, no, had nothing to do with his selection, so I don't I don't knock John Lynch for that happening. Yeah, that you, you can't. That, that, that's... Yeah, I mean that, that that's and, and tough see, that's to do. Because that, that, that's, that's, that's un that's, that's unfootball related. Like there's just nothing you can do about that. You know? Yeah, like, thank you. So I can't say that this guy this guy is a bust. This guy didn't you know that that, that was a bad draft pick. It wasn't a bad draft pick. You can't control that. But just like you don't control some of the other things, that's what I'm saying. I don't I, so you and I we we're doing this and we're playing this game. We just view it differently, um, because of that. Because like I said, I just know there are certain things and certain times and, and conversations I've had, just like I said, the conversations I had. And the first time I remember when um, John Robinson was the, co- the coach of the Rams, 
at that time. And I remember the first time I heard that when John was like, I was going to draft you. He was like, you were going to be my next pick. And all I was thinking, well, you know what? Shame on you because <laughs> you drafted that other cat. And guess what? Yeah, we'll whoop your ass again. Um, I that, seriously, that's what I was thinking. We're going to whoop your ass again today. You should have. The Saints. The Saints used to – I used to get that from the Saints all the time. The Saints try well, – these players get upset about drafting. The Saints would try to uh, draft me. They tried to draft for me four or five times because I, I used to kick the Saints' butt all over. Uh, I, I, I I probably have more picks against them than any other team. Well, yeah, I, I mean, they were, they were in the division at the time. Yes, so, yeah. yes. So, but it was the same thing. And then, and it's funny, eventually, Dom Capers, he was the Saints' um, um, defensive coach down there. He eventually got, got you went, to Carolina, right? Carolina, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he was he 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 hunted me my entire career um, because he thought I could play in his system, and he was right, I could. Uh, but, but that's, but I, that's why I learned how these teens feel about you and how, and, and I started paying attention to that and guys that would come in and where they were drafted and the expectations of them and how, even how they last in the league, it, because you have a certain amount of talent. That's why, what, why, why does this guy go to a certain team and he flames out, but the next team wants to get it? Uh, why does Alex Smith who had the most incredible career I've ever seen. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Um, I, Alex, Alex is a special guy. Very few, very few players could be the number one. I don't know if any other player will, this will ever happen, will ever happen where you are the number one draft pick. You are the franchise quarterback where the team is building everything around you. You are labeled, labeled a bust. You are benched. Or play, not injury. You are benched for play. Then you become a part of the resurrection of the team and the franchise quarterback again in the same colors. Yeah. I don't think that'll ever happen because normally when a quarterback is benched for play, that's it. most of the time when a player is benched for play, that's it. That's Especially it. at the quarterback position. Yeah. So, but that's but also back to what I was getting at is that's why you see players that are drafted high. And then they get an opportunity to go somewhere else and perform. If, if Spoon is if if Spoon is cut today, Spoon finds a job. Spoon's not have to leave. If he if he he was benched for play, if he gets cut by the 49ers, he will be on a roster in a few days. He will be on a roster, and he will have an opportunity to perform and start. He will still be a pick to be a starter. Why? Because the league has his talent rated as a starter, like I was talking about. The, the entire league believes that he has that type of ability. That's why he went in the third round. You view him as a starter. Now, what you want and what you hope for when you grab that player is that he does what Fred Warner did, and he outperforms yeah. what you what you believe because that's where you don't you're not sure. You know he can start, but I don't know if he's going to be, you know, that solid guy keeping the keeping the teams even. Or if he's going to be that difference maker, can he grow into a difference maker where he's a pro bowler? He's an all pro. That's that's the trick. That's the mystery of the draft right there. There's some, some stuff is easy. If I'm just standing there, think about it, man. If you just walk up to him and you just stand there next to him and you look at him, you're like, man, look at this big dude. <laughs> and now let me watch him move around. Look, look at this man move around. Look! Look at look at how he's capable of moving. Let's just watch him run from A to B. Wow, he's pretty quick. He's he's strong. 
okay, and then now let's just talk about his mindset and how you see the game. Oh, that's easy. That's easy. And, uh, you know, and Kittle, Kittle hadn't changed. Yeah. That's, he, that's the whole he, thing. You got lucky. <laughs> he, we, we're talking about we're talking about Kittle. Obviously, he was drafted in the in the fifth round, two two thousand seventeen, has emerged into one of the top, if not the top, tight ends in the entire league. He gave his top five tight ends uh, earlier in, in earlier in the week. He, he he did an interview, and these are his top five tight ends: uh, Dallas Clark, Rob Gronkowski, Tony Gonzalez. Travis Kelsey and Antonio Gates. Um, I'm a big Gates guy, first of all, so I think he's way too low on this list. Um, but uh, I mean, not not a bad list there, obviously. Um, but these are guys that obviously he's 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 familiar with and and kind of his era, so to speak. Guys that that he 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 either grew up watching or or you know have played against and uh, and the likes of a Kelsey uh, or even mm-hmm. a, even a Gates. Um, who is who's the one tight end that was such a uh, an interesting matchup um, for 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 you guys? We'll get that, but first we got a we got a little house cleaning to do. Uh, Ed, okay, um, and you know obviously these times you want to make sure your stuff is safe, right? You want to make sure yeah your house is safe, your belongings is safe. Uh-huh. Um, and, and and so there's no other place to make that happen like Simply Safe. With home security, there's two ways that you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune, or you can get Simply Safe, the two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. They got the outdoor cameras and doorbells, entry motion and and glass break sensors inside. And it's so simple, you can do it yourself. No contracts, just 50 cents a day. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. From Simply Safe and all of us here wishing you safety and good health. Uh, who's, the, who's the one guy? Who's the, 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 the tough tough tight end matchup uh for you guys uh, this is this is not a humble brag or anything but can i tell you when we play tight is a tight end he's a tight end i'm a corner i'm quicker i'm faster i we didn't it was like one of those things in the deep when we had a defense call um and you you were on a tight end i knew my safeties were gone it you it, it didn't matter when i was playing with ronnie and chet brooks when i was playing with tim and merton hanks what after that, I got reached upon when I went to the Niners and I was I mean, when I went to Carolina and I was playing with Brett Maxey and Chad Coda and Pat Terry, I just like, God, please go, go to the other side of the field. It's a tight end. I, I, I'm just sorry, but I people always talk about the size difference and well, OK, this guy is bigger and he can box you out. Well, guess what? I'm just not gonna let you touch me. I'm quicker than you. I'm quicker than you. I'm not going to try to I don't need to press a tight end. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, lined up against Tony Gonzalez. Okay, guess what? Why would I stand on the line of scrimmage and try to battle with Tony Gonzalez? He's 6'5". He's 260, yeah. 70 pounds. Yeah, Why be, would I sit here? I'm strong, time. but that's just that's stupid. So so guess what I would do? I would just stand off. With, I would just play off of him. I'm not worried about it. He's not going to outrun me. 
he's so I'm gonna so you're not gonna run past me. You and I both know that, Tony. So we're standing here. You're not gonna run past me. I know that you're gonna try to do something. You're a big tight end. Guess what? The bigger you are, it's easier for me to see what you're doing. So now you go and you do your route, and I'm gonna beat you to the spot. So so you say a tight end that you worry about. We didn't worry about tight ends. Seriously, it, we it, it just wasn't one of those things. I know these announcers, they go through all this stuff. This guy's this and this guy's that and Gronk and all this stuff. It's it like it, it doesn't make sense to me to sit there and fight this guy. Why why would I fight him? Yeah. And and it was just like last night on Twitter. I was talking about something. Someone put something out. I'm, I'm sorry. It was on Instagram where someone put out this thing and this guy was running this route. And, and he did all this stuff down the red zone. And I just, my comment was that that's unreal, unrealistic. I was like, it looks pretty, but it's unrealistic. And come back to me, they were like, oh, ED, you played ball so long ago. It's different. It's different now. That works today. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And no, it doesn't because you don't have time to do it. it it's really pretty for practice, but there are certain <laughs> things you can't do. But, but I'm just saying, you don't have time. I mean, the ball's on the four on the four yard line. You don't have time to give somebody a triple move. You can't do that. Yeah. And and, and it used to be that way. And you you can beat me on a double move. You can't beat me on a triple move because you don't. The quarterback literally doesn't have time. Don't have that much time. And and they were like, well, I've seen this work. And I my comment to that was then that's a sorry corner. I was like <laughs> that corner sucks because that shouldn't happen. Your D line sucks because the quarterback shouldn't have that time. So going going back to going back to. All of that, I didn't really, we didn't, I didn't, so I can talk about, like, guys that I think were good at it, but your question, like, the, 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 I mean, Jay Novacek, when we played, Jay Novacek would make some catches and you'd just be mad because that old limp run he had and everything, but he had great <laughs> hands and he had a quarterback that could throw the ball in the perfect spot. Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, that's course. a name that I, that I thought you would say. No, oh, no, oh yeah. well, no, but I'm, but I'm saying as far as as, but see, your question was the ones that that we thought, you that you know, when when you start throwing like worried about that's that they, it's a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm supposed, I'm like, dude, it's a, it's like, yeah, it's a tight end. You got it. It didn't matter if you if you it didn't matter. That's a tight end. You cover the tight end. Your corner. How? how 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 can I possibly be a corner that you are willing to leave one on one with one of the best athletes in the world, one of the best athletes on this team, one of the best receivers in the league? But then you're gonna say this tight end, you can't cover him. Yeah, it's, because he's not as good. He's 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 not as good. It, it is rare that you have you. It's rare that you have a tight end that's better than the best receiver. Kittle is a really really good tight end. Kittle is not better than the best receiver in the NFL. No, 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 no. no. See, you see my point? So yeah. out wide. So if I, so if you are willing to match me, if you are willing, if I'm a corner and you're willing to match me up against Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, if you're willing to match me up, you, you know what I'm saying? If you're willing to match me up against DeAndre Hopkins, you got to kind of figure I can cover Kittle. So that's, that's my point, going back to that. Now, if we're just talking about his list of the top five tight ends, Yes, Antonio Gates is on that list. Yes, Tony Gonzalez is on that list. Um, I'm gonna tell you a guy that I don't. You know, Jason Witten is a guy that I have always liked. Jason Witten would probably be ahead of Antonio Gates in touchdowns, if not for uh, the fact that he was such a great blocker. You go back and you watch Dallas. He was such a really, really good blocker that they go 60 protection and keep him in 
all the time in the red zone. He, he, he was so good. So when they got in scoring situations, they would keep him in to protect the quarterback because he was so good at it. Uh, and, and I think that that took a lot of his touchdown possibilities away. And, and he still has good numbers, but his numbers were never great. He was never going to lead the league in touchdowns and all this stuff and everything because of that fact. But very, very good route runner, good hands. Um, he should be on that list. Um, you know, you got to – and people just forget. We get um, caught up in today, but Kellen Winslow – yeah, was really, really good. Really, really good. He was really Ozzie Newsom was really, really good. Shannon Sharp changed the he changed the position. Why do you see Antonio Gates? Why do you see? Um, why do you see what um, happened with with um, Tony Gonzalez and Gronkowski? Sharp. Shannon, Shannon changed the position. Shannon was a people forget Shannon was a wide receiver. Shannon was a wide receiver coming into the league, and he had a coach that was that was like, okay, I, I you have something, and I'm going to put you in position. I don't need you at the tight end position to beat people up. You don't have to maul them into the ground. Just shield them. Be able to do what's necessary in the run game. But uh, but passing, that's where it first got to that. You had a wide receiver now working safeties, working linebackers. They had an advantage. And it opened up the way offenses played. Shannon is a guy that I think should be on that list. If you're talking about top five all time, absolutely, he should be on that list. Absolutely, I, I think he should be on. He should definitely be on the list. Um, and I think he was left off of Kittle's list. Yeah, he was. He he was he was left off of Kittle's. Maybe a little bit before Kittle's time. Um, from from that standpoint. Um, at, at the top of the show, we were talking about virtual parties. Um. <laughs> So I, I I had a virtual happy hour last week, um, got invited to a virtual dance party. Couldn't make it though Saturday. Oh. And uh, yesterday, so obviously, talk about my daughter on here all the time. She's nine months. She has a cousin who turned a year old yesterday. So we had a a, a Zoom birthday party essentially. You know, they cut the cake. We sang happy birthday. We did all that and a bunch of family on the call. And that, that's pretty much where we are now. You know, everything yeah. is, is a, a teleconference or a FaceTime, a Skype, a Zoom. Um, yeah. But what, what, so what, what, what's your uh, what's your virtual party lifestyle like, E.D.? <laughs> uh, well, you, no, no. I mean, you know, when you just said virtual party, you know, I was just – you asked me had I ever been to one. And I was like, uh, you know, as far as uh, – number one, no. Am I going to sit down in front of a computer and, and have this virtual party? No. So – just to answer that question, no. Now, come on, uh, ED. You got to get with the times, no. man. You got to get with these quarantine times. Oh, okay. Um, so you're – that would suggest they need to um, talk to everybody? Uh, well, you're too busy learning Spanish, so I got you. Uh, there it is. There it, there it is. Oh, so it's – um. Um. so that that's – so when you say virtual party, I mean, I have been at parties. I have physically been at parties where people – um, may have believed that they were virtually there. <laughs> so that's why I said it depends on how you look it's at it. It's on how I, you look at it. <laughs> it's all on how you look <laughs> at it. You know, because I, I have, I have seen some, I have seen some, I, I can tell you one of the, one of the most fascinating experiences I've ever had in my life. 
and this is a this is a real thing. You, you know, I, I I I'm a people watcher. Um, I, I I that's what I love about an NFL locker room. It's it's a it's a practice in the human condition. You you know, it's just research with that many different people, backgrounds, belief systems, um, desires and wants and and um, um, ideas of success. All, all of those things are meshed together in that one room, and you're fighting for a common goal. That's why I love love love. NFL because there's so many pieces to it and like I say one guy can't win but one guy can screw it up for everyone yeah so so it, that that's why it's so intertwined that's that's why I, I think it's the daddy sport and you you learn so much by it that's why I think it's a great sport for people to play growing up because it teaches you so much about real life um uh, about and not not everyone's like about your life <laughs> it, it will it will teach you how you you will get an opportunity to see how you can respond and will respond in certain situations and all those things. So, you know, I'm just, just looking at it, looking at it from, from that standpoint, I, I, I really like it, but I, but that's fast, but I was over in Berlin. This is because, you know, we used to always go, we used to hate it too. We would have to go play that American bowl and they would oh, always yeah. send us overseas um, and so, you know, it was one year, you know, you're going to Spain, you're going to, you're going to London, you're going to, um, Berlin, you're, you know, going to Tokyo. We're, we're going all over the place. When we were in, we were in Berlin on the square there and, you know, every drug you could possibly think of is legal there. But I was sitting there on a bench and there were people climbing up the, the street lamppost, um, just up on top of those and smoking and having fun and everything. And in the middle of that, because you, you notice you always notice somebody climbing a, a street light. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at that and and nearby on a bench nearby, there was this girl sitting there. And the fascinating moment I'm talking about was watching her she was so so that's what i'm talking about a virtual party she was so gone that she kept missing her mouth so so with with her cigarette she was trying to get her cigarette in her mouth so she so imagine someone with a cigarette in their between their two um <laughs> you know the, the index finger and the middle finger on their right hand and she would slowly bring it up and, and now think about this i'm talking about almost in slow motion like if it was something for a sitcom and she would she would sit sit there on the bench and and stare at her right hand and then she would slowly bring it up towards her face so imagine me bringing that cigarette towards my mouth and then she would always just like miss to the right and then like limp down and her hand would fall and then she would bring it back up and then this time she'd like try to change the angle and she would miss her mouth and it would fall to the left side of her head and back down and this was fascinating to me because it went on I'm not lying. It went on for like a solid three, four minutes where she was so gone that she couldn't find her mouth. She could not find <laughs> her mouth. She kept missing her mouth. And I'm like, how gone are you when you oh, lose track of the address <laughs> of your own mouth? <laughs> this is unreal. And wow. that, and that, and I was just like, wow, I will never forget. I was like, wow, that is that just amazed me that a person could literally function. Not that that could happen, but that a human being's heart could continue to beat. Their brain would still work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, her eyes were beating, her heart, her, her eyes were blinking, 
Her lungs were working. Her heart was beating. But she was so gone that she couldn't find her mouth. And that's why I was like, human beings are amazing creatures. Tell you something about the human body. <laughs> Didn't think you were going there with that one, but never a dull moment here on the Believe in 49ers <laughs> podcast presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, we're about a week away from the draft. Next week we'll have our final uh, pre-draft pod, and then we can actually start talking about the the new Niners and who John Lynch uh, has selected uh, as as the Niners and the rest of the NFL really go through a virtual draft here in these quarantine times. Quarantine week four and another pod in the books. Ed, um, this has been fun. This has been fun. Got some great stories from you, my man, and and we got into it about Lynch and. And, uh, and 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 his draft picks and whatnot. And so now time for him to add further to that resume. So we'll get back at y'all next week uh, as we'll talk a little bit more pre-draft stuff and then it'll be time for the NFL draft. So for my partner, Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast presented by betonline.ag. We'll see y'all next week. Stay safe out there in these quarantine times. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.